Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining me to my podcast, Amaze and Grace. I appreciate everyone who is tuning in, anyone that is taking the time out of your busy day to join me and to listen to what I have to say. Um, Today's topic is church girl. Church girl. So I wanted to talk about this because it is going to be pretty quick, but I have a guest today, which is my daughter, Serenity, who is 10 years old. And I wanted to go over um, just being raised up in the church. I'm going to give my experience and later I'm going to give her a chance to talk to you guys and let you know what her experience is because pretty much ever since she's been out of my belly, she's been introduced to the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and into the church. She does dancing, she does singing, she does preside. She does scripture. She does prayers. The girl just busy. And that is pretty much how I was growing up. So let's get to it. So basically, I'm going to be coming from Proverbs 22 and 6. King James Version says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay, and I'm going to also read it from the Message Bible. Um, The Message Bible says, point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. And that is pretty much the heart of um, introducing your children to um, the church at a young age. Going back to when I was younger and when my mom... um, used to tell me, you know, me and my house going to serve the Lord. You know, like if you're going to live under my roof, you're going to go to church and serve the Lord. Like she meant what she said. And I remember um, so many things from my childhood that today I take a part of it. And is is literally like the scripture says, you do not depart from it. It's something that stays with you. It's something that you hold close to your heart. And it's something that you, um, it became your norm you know um church is not normal in everybody's household and that's just the fact of it um so this is kind of a way to let people know or invite people into my world and how I was raised and 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 how I kind of raised my my children almost in the same parallel to to the way my mom uh raised me Going back when I was younger, my mom was a minister, a prophetess, and um, she also started out, you know, with street ministry, you know, where where street ministry is when, you know, they will go back to where, you know, God delivered them from off the streets or whatever it may be. And sometimes my mom didn't have a babysitter. So I used to see like stuff (laughs) like I was introduced to her praying over people I was introduced to her you know um crying and 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 singing to people on the streets these were people who lost hope these were people who um didn't know what their future would look like and my mom would remind them of Jeremiah 29 she would remind them that the Lord had good plans for them and the Lord was going to restore them and he did not want that for them for their lives and so even at a young age I seen the work of the Lord being done through my mom she was always a giver and she would take us with her 
and we will see these things and sometimes we'll be like oh she's doing too much <laughs> or like if I was her I wouldn't do that like we'll talk as teenagers or we'll talk to ourselves and we'll think these things but when we get older it's like you understand why her heart was so big you understand why the lord you know why she obeyed the spirit of the lord sometimes you know in our flesh we'll feel like oh we don't want to do something but when the spirit speaks we have to move we have to move and i seen that personally with my mom i remember on saturdays i would um basically be with my mother and she would do uh prayer services my mother would um always go to the church on saturdays and do uh prayer services and i would be with her and during that time as a youth you know we're learning how to pray we're learning how to fast. We're learning um, how to call on the name of the Lord. And back then, um, my mom used to always call it tearing. I would see my mother bend down at the altar. She would put me right next to her. And it was, it was an example of how to call on the name of the Lord. To see her faith it stirred up my faith at a young age. I would be asleep and I would hear her calling on the, the name of Jesus. I would hear her praying and, and I would hear her praying over us and I would hear her praying over her finances. And, and, and she used to always say, the devil has no place in this house. You know, and she'll open, my mom was so deep in her faith. She will open up the door, like literally open up the door and tell the devil to get out. <laughs> That's the kind of boldness she had and you know what God also give us the authority to cast out devils to cast out the enemy and to cast down vain imaginations these are things that she taught me these are things that I've learned just by her example so serenity mm -hmm. <laughs> say hi to the people hi hi so you heard me talk about how my mom used to pray and how she used to worship at home. So, have you experienced that? Yeah. Um, mommy, she used she she goes on the balcony and starts reading the Bible. Sometimes she sings, and <laughs> sometimes I hear her, and she's like praying and stuff. And she, I remember one time I wanted to ask her something, and then she was praying, and then I was like, oh, never mind. And then I waited till she was done. <laughs> so with you watching me pray and um, reading my Bible, taking time with the Lord, does that tell you something? Do you pray on your own, or you know, is are you learning anything from my example? Sometimes I pray um, by myself, but not really because I don't know how to pray. But you always say that it it doesn't matter if you don't know it. Like, at least you do it. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and so when you say you don't know how to pray. Some people get it mixed up. They think that when they pray, they have to say all these scriptures or they say they think they have to do all of these fancy words. But serenity, really praying is your intimate time with you and the Lord and you are talking to him. 
you are talking to him. I think the only thing that I like that when I pray that I would like for you to do is after you talk to the Lord, seal it in the name of Jesus. Because that's just something that you want to, you know, put the blood on the prayer. But prayer doesn't have to be at a level 10. You can just pray to God in the midst of whatever. Never say, I don't know how to pray because praying is just talking to the Lord. You can go to the Lord anytime. If you're at school, you can be like, oh God, I'm about to do this test. Lord, please help me with this test. In Jesus name, amen. That is a prayer. That is a prayer. So you do know how to pray, baby. You do know how to pray. You just have to use it more often than what you do. Sometimes we pray together on the way to, to school. and You know what your grandma used to do? So talking about my mom, your grandmother used to get some oil, honey. <laughs> and she used to soak me in that oil every day before I went to school. I'm talking about oil running all in my eyes all in my eyes i'm like mama you don't you gonna fry me like some chicken <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so she used to pour the oil over my head and she used to pray um these prayers of protection you know how sometimes i put my hand on your head when we in the in the car mm-hmm. on the way to, to school and i'm like lord protect her cover her and cover imani when they go to school um those are things that um, I was taught when I was younger. Um, also, I was taught to respect the Lord's house. You can't chew gum. You can't put your feet up in a chair. You can't eat in the sanctuary. You know, when you're walking, you say, excuse me. You you don't walk around the church when someone's praying. Like, those are things that um, mama taught me. And don't I say the same thing to y'all? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So these are things that, um, you know, church girls are used to. We know, like, mm-mm, you better not get up by that preacher preacher unless it is an emergency. I remember when I was little, I used to always try to get up and go get some water. No, I go, well, I'm not thirsty. And one day my mama caught me in the back. She said, nah, you, for some reason, when you come to church, you want to drink all the time. But when you at home, I got to beg you to drink some water. <laughs> so it's just it's just little things but one thing my mom did do um she knew that the services did last like a long time so what she would do is bring a snack she really would she would bring some snacks and she would take us out in offer time and she would take us out to eat so we wouldn't be um super hungry at the end of service but that was way back then when services started from like i want to say like eight o'clock to about three <laughs> in the afternoon that's like a whole shift at work so it was um yeah it was a long service and so so she did bring us like snacks and all that other stuff i really thank god for sunday school we had sunday school back then um sunday school was a major major part of my growing up in the church as a church girl because um that's when I learned certain scriptures by heart and when you learn scriptures by heart and that's why it's so important to teach your children the bible not just read over it with them but actually teach them the scriptures and and help them to rememberize them because when they get older you know and when they're in a situation sometimes they feel like you don't remember it but honey when I tell you even with me I'd be like I don't know where that scripture came from but it came from somewhere and it just God would just remind you of certain um certain scriptures 
And, you know, I remember the the discipline that I had with my mom. It was so, 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 so um, necessary. Um, the Bible says, "Who whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the ones who love their children is careful of to discipline them. That's Proverbs 13 and 24. And it's pretty much don't spare the rod. Or you spoiled the child. And even now, um, to be honest with you, you guys, I have a teenager who's 14 years old. And I also have my 10-year-old who's on here with me right now. And I I don't whoop them a lot. I don't. And I noticed that I should have. Because <laughs> I, she's like, ah! Because um, it's a lot that comes with those discipline. Um, you don't always have to put your hands on them to discipline them. It can be lessons. I'm taking your phone away. Nope, you're not getting your game today. Those are things that actually teach um, kids to, you know, stop their bad behavior. And let's turn this around now. Because if you don't want this to continue and you don't want this punishment to last longer, you're going to straighten up with the good good. So um, I, I thank God for uh, discipline. My mom did not play, honey. No, no, no. Hmm? But we're not bad. No, you're not bad children. You and your sister are really good children. I thank God for my kids because I couldn't ask for any better kids. I thank God for the the love that I have with my children, the joy that they bring me. Um, we have good times. We laugh. We joke around. We're 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 good. So I thank God for um, my children. I wanted to get into. Things that um, we can do with um, bringing up our kids in a godly way. You know, you want to teach them how to pray. Me and Serenity was just talking about that um, not too long ago. And, you know, teach them. Th- you you want to have that dialogue with God. You want to talk to, to our father. Um, the children will go to God without us knowing. Um, my oldest prayed uh, to God about me. She won't tell me until something comes up. Like, oh, I prayed about that. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. I I appreciate that, ma'am. Um, but yeah, teach your children how to pray. Teach them how to love. And when I say love, love that is defined in the Bible, you know, because God teaches us in Corinthians, God teaches us what love truly is. And it's important for them to know what love truly is. So when they go out into the world and someone tries to give them something that's different from what the Bible says, they will know that it's not healthy and it's toxic for them. They will know that this is not the love that God wants for me to search for the love or to do that or to accept the love that they know that they deserve, you know, teach them um, what it means to worship. You know, teach them how to stay in God's presence Um, with my children. You know, um, with Serenity, I noticed that she loves to dance. You love to dance, right? So sometimes me and Serenity, what we do when, with certain music, like worship music. You, you come up with some dances and then I copy you and then we make up a dance for it. You make up a dance for it. So did you know that dancing before the Lord is a worship? Uh, yeah, I knew that. You knew that. So when you dance with uh, before the Father, do you ever feel a connection to God? Uh, I don't think. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Yeah, thank you for your honesty. Because it takes 
time for understanding. If you don't understand what you're doing, then sometimes um, you'll feel like you're just going through the motions. When you're older in serenity and when God has done things for you and when he has brought you out of things that you know it was nobody but God, honey, that worship changes. And you're going to feel God. <laughs> you're going to feel God. And even um, now, you know that God has been a healer. You know that God will be a friend. You know that God will be a provider. So those are things that you can worship God for. Thank you, God, for keeping this, you know, roof over our head. Thank you, God, for keeping food in our fridge. Thank you, God, for allowing me to wake up every morning. Those are things that you can worship and praise God for. Okay, those are things that you can do. Um, studying the Bible, um, my family is big on books. We read a lot and stuff. So my sisters, my mom, when she was alive, and even with me, I love to take my kids to Books a Million or to the library. And they love it. And Serenity has... I think maybe one or two Bibles, uh, kid yeah. Bibles that you read. And I like the new one that you have when we was reading about, uh, was it Adam and Eve? Yeah. And then we read about... Why he eat the apple. Why did he eat the Why did he eat the apple serenity? Why? Why? <laughs> so we, we have like certain, um, you know, books and stuff like that. So I encourage you to take your children to the bookstore and find something because these stories will stick with them i'm trying to tell you when i was in um, sunday school those stories stick with me i can picture them in my head especially the prodigal son of picturing him coming back to his father and his father put in the robe and the the ring on his hand do you know about that story serenity no no oh we got a girl we gotta read that one baby the prodigal son and also you know the the stories of the people, the blind man getting healed and, you know, the women with the issue of blood and all of these stories in the Bible. Um, I remember reading not too long ago with Imani, my oldest, and we was reading about David and we started getting into how Saul was just so pressed by David. Like he wanted to kill him. And it was just crazy that all the things that he was doing, you know, and, and his son was trying to, you know, Saul's son was trying to, um, you know, uh, he was really, really like best friends with David. He was trying to tell you like, like, like my, my father wants to kill you. Like you have to hide it. And the, the extent that Saul went through to try to kill David was insane. And I remember reading this book, to Imani and she was in it that girl was so tuned to it because it's really like a movie like you have to find stories in the bible that your kids will pay attention to because it's a lesson in everything it is a lesson in everything so I just want to encourage you to you know um to 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 raise your kids up in a way that you know is right so when they get older they will not depart from it. So we want to thank you guys for listening tonight. Serena, is there anything that you want to say? Um, yeah, one more thing. Mm-hmm. I want to say that if you if like if you can't like afford a Bible or something, there's also Bibles online, and there's some that have pictures on it for your kids. Nice, good information, baby. So we are out. We finna be out like a belly button. Was that corny? Yes. <laughs>
I can't. I can never win. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) No, I said Audi like a belly button. You know how people have belly buttons and it's out? Come on, man. No, that's not good. Make it make sense. Okay. (laughs) She said it's not good. All right. So let's say bye to the people. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Amazing Grace. And you have a wonderful day or night. 